My daughter secretly withdrew $10,000 from her college account just so she could go on vacation and visit a celebrity. And now, because of her decision, I'm considering closing that college account completely, thus denying her the opportunity to even go to college. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Here's what happened. So my daughter is 17 and applying for colleges. We have a college fund saved up for her that we've been adding to since she was an infant. It's a good, sizable chunk of money, and a lot of donations from family have have gone into it as well as her own savings occasionally. We have always made it clear that the money is there for college only. She never had to put her savings in there, but she did so anyways. Now her girlfriend lives in Australia and they are both insanely big Supernatural fans. They have both wanted to go to a convention for years, at least five that I can remember. Two of the main guys are going to be at a convention in Australia. She begged me to let her go, but I said no. But also, the convention is set for after the 18th. I told her that I can't stop her if she pays for it herself. And I honestly assumed that she would use her savings, but boy was I wrong. I checked the college account to add some money in there, and I noticed a huge chunk of money was missing. I went to speak to my daughter about it, and she admitted to using the money to pay for the convention. She bought herself plane tickets, her girlfriend plane tickets, as well as both of their convention tickets, and the booking of a hotel. The convention is three or four days, but she's planning on staying for a couple of weeks, thus making it a complete vacation. All in all, she literally took out $10,000. Now, at this point, honestly, I lost it. I demanded that she cancel the trip, but that fell on deaf ears. I tried to cancel for her, but she would not be refunded for everything, so I'm hesitant to do so. She's insisting that it's her money, and she can do what she likes with it. She claims that she still has enough for college, and this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Now, I believe this has shown her extreme immaturity and inability to manage her future and her money. I am so incredibly angry that she would go and do this behind my back. So I told her that she can say goodbye to the rest of her college fund and I have now locked the account. Currently, I'm the only person with access and she says that she'll pay it back but honestly, it really seems unlikely. My wife thinks I'm being harsh and that she's right. My daughter did put about $5,000 into the account herself so she only took out about $5,000 which my mother-in-law has since said that she'll pay back. But I think that this just teaches her that she can pay her way out of any kind of mess. Now, I was certain in my decision, but everyone is acting like I'm the jerk. She's a teenage girl, and her entire life shouldn't revolve around college. So honestly, am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? First of all, I want to say that I completely understand where you're coming from. This college fund was just for that. It was so that she could go to college. And it's not like she didn't know that ahead of time. I mean, she herself has put a lot of money into this account already. So the fact that she would go behind your back and take money out just to go on this stupid trip to Australia all without talking to you ahead of time and at the expense of her college account makes this entire situation so uncalled for. And I do completely agree with the original poster here. This was a completely irrational decision and this really does not look good in terms of her managing her future money. But with that all in mind, with all the mistakes that the daughter absolutely made, I really think it would be a bad idea to deny her that money just so she can get to college. That money was set aside specifically for that. Just because she took money out doesn't mean that she can't learn from her mistake and do better in the future. I do think it's smart that you locked it down. This way she can never try and take money out of it ever again and you can now set up some kind of payment plan so she can pay back the $5,000 that she owes to this account. And I think you definitely need to set up some checks and balances to make sure that she can't withdraw any other funds in the first place up until college. So yes, she is absolutely in the wrong for doing what she did, but I personally 
think it would be a bad idea to act really irrational right now. I think that it would be an awful decision to suddenly say, okay, now you can't go to college. That will honestly not serve your daughter well, and that is only going to do more harm than it will do good. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My sisters treat me like garbage, all because I only got married for money. And now, because of an argument and some of the awful things they've said about me, I decided to back out of a family vacation, thus forcing it to be cancelled altogether. And now, I'm being called a jerk. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Okay, let me start this off by saying that I'm married for money. My husband is with me for appearances, and we are happy with our arrangement. My husband and I married because I have all the qualifications to please his family, and he takes financial care of me. We are very fond of each other and even love each other, but not in the classical marriage sense. We are like amazing roommates with some benefits. He and I are free to live our lives independently and without any kind of stress. He is not worried about being cut off from his family, and I am finally financially stable and am free to work my job that simply is not as economically beneficial. But here's where the problem comes in. My sisters have never approved of my decision. They say I sold myself, which, I mean, is kind of fair, but still, we used to be civil with each other. Last week, we had a family barbecue, and I went without my husband. Everything was going great until my oldest niece, who's about 21, sat down next to me and we started talking. And then she asked me a question straight up. She wanted to know if I was with my husband for money. I explained to her how we met, as well as our agreement and so on. She then asked me if I think it would be okay for her to pretend to be her gay best friend's girlfriend. I told her it was up to her to decide and if there were no negatives to it, like her having actual feelings for him or someone getting hurt like a romantic partner or something like that. Overall, it was a lovely talk. Well, strike two of the situation was apparently when my other nieces asked me where my husband was and I told them. I said that he was on vacation. They asked me why I didn't go with him and I said that we only sometimes go together on vacations. We usually take little trips together, but go on longer vacations with friends or family. This niece who's 16 asked me if it was true about what her mom and aunt said about me being a gold digger and I just said, well, I guess so. Like, honestly, that just doesn't phase me anymore. I know my sisters constantly talk about me behind my back and I am not ashamed about my marriage at all. So I see no need to lie. Later that night, my sisters cornered me and we had a fight about my words and my nieces. They said it was completely inappropriate about what I told them. They said that I'm free to mess up my life, but that I shouldn't let my nieces think that it's okay to do what I did. I call them small-minded and that I was only answering my nieces' questions and I was even honest with them. They are free to make their own decisions after all. My sisters kept cornering me, calling me all sorts of names and saying I'm basically influencing their daughters in a negative way, all because I'm apparently miserable. I then made some comments right back at them and then I left, not talking to them for the whole week. Now, there's a huge fallout because I pulled out of the family vacation because of this fight. And here's the kicker. The vacation would have been at my husband's summer house. And as I'm not going, my husband doesn't feel comfortable lending my family the house. My family has now been calling me a massive jerk and my sister said that I was blowing things out of proportion. So honestly, am I the jerk for getting the family vacation canceled? What should I do? This honestly is a crazy scenario. It's really weird to hear that somebody would be like, yeah, I married my husband for money. And then the husband to make some kind of similar statement, basically claiming that his wife is just a good cover so his family won't reject him. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody actually saying that out loud, so this honestly really did surprise me. But with all things considered, this is your life. You can do whatever you want. 
And if that means you marry someone all because you want to be financially stable, then I mean, I guess you can go ahead and do that. I mean, clearly it's working for you. I personally can't imagine living that kind of life moving forward, but hey, that's just me. But when it comes to the way your family treats you, I don't think they're being completely fair. It sounds like you try your best to be honest with those around you, and you are completely upfront about your life and why you married the man that you did. And with that in mind, it's honestly really unfortunate that your sisters feel the need to try and gang up on you. That's really unfortunate, and honestly, it kind of seems like it's a bunch of sour grapes. Like, they're just mad because your husband is rich. That's honestly all I'm seeing here. And with that in mind, I honestly don't blame you for cutting contact for an entire week. They've been treating you like garbage. They're not respecting your boundaries, and they're completely getting bent out of shape over the dumbest things. But with that in mind, their actions absolutely deserve to have consequences. They said horrible things about you. So the fact that they would really get upset because they can't use your husband's summer home for some kind of vacation anymore is honestly comical. They're basically saying, oh, you're just going to have to deal with the things we say about you, but also, guess what? We get to use your husband's summer house. Thanks. Like, no, that is not what's going to happen here. What's going to happen is because you offended the original poster, they're going to back out of the family trip because why would they show up just to get yelled at by their sisters again? That seriously doesn't sound like a good time, and it's not something I would want to deal with in the slightest. So in my opinion, with all things considered, I don't think you're the jerk at all. I think you had every right to stand up for yourself, as well as backing out of that vacation. Because if they really wanted to use your husband's summer house, then they should have treated you better. Five entitled Karens try to block my view while my wife and I were on a Royal Caribbean vacation. But I decided I wasn't taking that sitting down. So as a result, I had them removed from the location. And I've never felt better about getting back at some entitled Karens in my life. Here's what happened. So I just got back from a three-day cruise that only went to Royal Caribbean's private island. The island is called Coco Cay, which they now refer to as Perfect Day. They have pools, a ton of water slides, little beach coves, and a lot of other things. Knowing that we just wanted to enjoy the beach, several months before the cruise departed, we booked a day bed as they were more reasonable than the cabanas and offered almost just as much for the money. The day beds can be reserved and depending on when you reserve them, you're going to be able to get a better location. Each day bed comes with two lounge chairs and an umbrella that is directly in front of the day bed. They are located adjacent to a large section of lounge chairs and umbrellas that are available on a first-come, first-serve basis. If you get off the ship right when you're first able to at about 8 o'clock, then you are likely going to get a better location. All the chairs and day beds are aligned in nice, neat rows and are meant to stay where they are. We got off the ship about 15 minutes after 8 o'clock, and we were pleasantly surprised when we arrived to our designated section of the island. It had been so long since I reserved the day bed that I had forgotten that we had gotten one of the first rows, thus ensuring unobstructed views of the beautiful Caribbean waters. At this time, this little enclave was sparsely populated, and we were one of the only few groups of people there. The front row of the lounge chairs had already started to fill up, though. An hour or so goes by, and we're hanging out in the water. When I see two older women pull their designated lounge chairs down from the third row of the daybed section, right in front of the first row of the daybeds, I'm immediately asking myself where in the world these ladies get off, thinking that this is somehow okay. And then I thought back to what I've read on the internet, and right here on full display, I'm seeing some entitled Karens in the wild. Within 15 minutes or so, it seems like their actions have given the same idea to an even older group of three women, who pull their chairs from the large section of first-come, first-served lounges, and pull up next to the first two ladies, now obstructing the views of nearly the entire first row of daybeds. All five of these women had a very northeastern part of the U.S. way about them, between their distinctive look and their accents. And 
honestly, that was way more than what I was willing to tolerate. I paid for and planned enough in advance to have a first row view, and I wasn't about to let these entitled jerks insert themselves into that picture. Thankfully, the day beds have a concierge who is there to assist with these matters and was incredibly helpful in ensuring that the laws of this society were being upheld. Now, of course, these women were all completely shocked that anyone would have an issue with what they did, and they refused to go take their chairs back to where they dragged them from. I guess because they were such a high degree of Karen, they got the concierge to allow them to obstruct the views of the people in the first row of lounge chairs who had gotten there early to ensure unimpeded views. They then proceeded to yell all around us about how they hoped that whoever it was that complained was just so happy to have their views back. And since they said that, you know what? Yes, I am very happy that they're out of the way. I did feel bad for the people in the first row of lounge chairs who then had the unfortunate result of having these jerks in between them and the Caribbean. My wife asked me why I couldn't just let it go, and I explained it to her like this. Look, if I bought first row seats to a football game, and then someone else who bought standing row only seats came and stood in the aisles in front of my seats, I'd want them to move to the section designated for standing room only tickets. And honestly, I feel the exact same way when it comes to these entitled Karens. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Wow, that is really unfortunate. First of all, the concierge absolutely should have made them move those chairs back. Whoever it is that allowed that is a complete pushover, and they seriously need to be trained better. Like, these Karens and their actions were completely unfair. They're blocking the view of people who actually took the time to reserve their spots. And then they have the audacity to act like, oh, wow, I can't believe you did this to me. I hope you're happy now. Like, seriously, a lot of people paid a lot of money just to be here, let alone to try and reserve a spot on this beach. Like, that was probably a lot of money just to go and enjoy this trip. So in my opinion, I would have done the exact same thing. If someone was obstructing my view and causing me to have a negative experience, then I absolutely would want that taken care of. An awful student keeps trying to push the boundaries of what I will and will not allow inside of my classroom. So I decided to get some revenge after his latest stunt, essentially marking him as psychologically distressed, forcing him to meet with a school psychologist. Here's what happened. So I'm a high school teacher and I taught, among other subjects, politics at my previous school. We were briefed over and over again to be on the lookout for any sign that a student might be in psychological distress. While I do understand that it is a part of my job, I was always shaking my head in disbelief, especially when we were given the list of possible symptoms. It was stuff like mood swings, irritability, lack of interest in school, underperformance and changes in interests, etc. Since I work with teenagers, that list applies to about 90% of them. So obviously, that list was wasn't any help. At the same time, I had a very provocative student who was two grades behind and who was also smug as you could possibly be. He would always spend an unnerving amount of his potential trying to push his teacher's boundaries and see how far he could go. Luckily, though, I'm not that easy to anger and always try not to play into this student's hand by doing exactly what they want me to do. So if I notice that somebody tries to anger me, I give my best to speak even more calmly. When I was grading a test in politics, I noticed that he had not filled out a question, probably because he was once more oblivious to the answer. Instead, he had used his time during the test to draw a little sketch made of stick figures. One stick figure, labeled as me, had its hand on a lever, up on the risen platform with a gallow. The stick figure with the head in the noose was labeled with his own name. At the feet of the gallows, the rest of the class was protesting, with signs that said stop or don't do it. I thought about what comment I might write next to it. That is, until I remember the training we were given over and over again. Obviously, this student was in distress, so I contacted the school psychologist and mentioned the disquieting sketch on the test. Two days later, during my lesson, there was a knock on my door, and it was indeed the school counselor, who came to get the student in question for psychological assessment. And trust me when I say this, the sour look this student gave me when he came back was honestly marvelous. That is a really funny way to get revenge on a bad student. This student sounds like somebody who easily could do more with their life if they really wanted to, and they could probably catch up in grades and probably graduate on time, but instead they spend all their time trying to push boundaries and act like a complete moron. And I'm willing to bet that this was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, I'm sure the original poster dealt with this student for a long time. They probably had daily encounters with this person, and they were constantly having to navigate their awful behavior. So hopefully this sends a clear message that no, they can't do that anymore. Otherwise, they're only going to find themselves in the counselor's office again. This next story came from the Am I the Jerk subreddit. Check the links in the description if you would like to submit your own story. Am I the Jerk for refusing to lend money to my friend after her terrible history of spending money that she blatantly doesn't have? Here's what happened. So first of all, I need your help settling a debate between me and my friend. Here's the situation. My friend, let's call her Sarah, that's not her real name, recently
recently asked me to lend her a significant amount of money. Now, before jumping to conclusions, let me first provide some context. Sarah and I have been friends for years, and we've always supported each other through thick and thin. However, over the past few months, Sarah has been making some questionable financial decisions. She's been splurging on unnecessary luxury items and going on extravagant vacations without any regard for her mounting debts. When Sarah approached me for a loan, I was taken aback by the audacity of her request. I mean, it's not like she needed the money for an emergency or something like that, and it wasn't anything urgent. She simply wanted it to fund another lavish vacation. As someone who values financial responsibility and saving for the future, I couldn't bring myself to support such reckless behavior. I politely declined her request and explained my reasons behind it. I told her that lending money would only enable her irresponsible spending habits and that it wouldn't be fair to me or our friendship in the long run. Instead, I suggested that she should focus on managing her existing debts and reevaluating her spending habits. However, Sarah did not take my refusal well at all. She accused me of being selfish and unsupportive during a time when she needed help the most. She argued that as a good friend, I should be willing to lend a helping hand regardless of the circumstances. Now, here's where things get really tricky. Some mutual friends have taken Sarah's side in this argument. They believe that since we've always been there for each other in times of need before, I should extend my support this time as well. But am I really being selfish here? Shouldn't friendship also involve holding each other accountable for our actions? It feels unfair that just because we've helped each other in the past somehow means that we're obligated to do so indefinitely without considering the consequences. I genuinely care about Sarah's well-being and I do want what's best for her in the long run, but enabling her reckless spending habits doesn't seem like the right way to go about doing this. So honestly, am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Honestly, in my opinion, it really seems like Sarah is just trying to use you for money. Like instead of saving up and trying to have some kind of vacation on her own dime, she wants to go to you and be like, hey, give me some money. And if you don't, guess what? I'm going to try and guilt trip you. That's all I'm hearing right now. Her as well as your friends are just trying to guilt trip you into paying for Sarah's vacation. And you know what? The things that your friends said are absolute garbage. Sarah is not in any kind of need right now. Anyone who claims that she is is completely delusional. She isn't desperate for money because she's afraid she's going to get evicted or anything like that. She's not on the verge of financial ruin. She just wants to go on a lavish vacation. And she thought to herself, okay, maybe I can ask the original poster to give me some money. That way I can have the vacation that I want. And honestly, that's exactly what I think is happening. She spends her money needlessly and then she comes to you to be like, hey, can you bail me out? And that, in my opinion, is super toxic and so uncalled for. So no, you are not the jerk in this situation. Your friend is incredibly selfish and all your other friends are completely delusional. Because I know for a fact that if I was in your situation, I would have also told Sarah that there's no way I'm giving her any money. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.